Friday. Welcome to Life in a Leo. This is episode 12, and I'm your host, Rebecca Dengro. I thought it would be fun to take a break from interviews this week and share some insights from my years as a judge. As you know, I've been a judge for 22 years. Lately, I've mostly been judging NCAA gymnastics, but always make sure to get out there to some J.O. meets and even some high school competitions so that I keep things focused and stay aware of what's going on out in the sport. One of the things I noticed that separates the good routines from the great routines are the gymnasts that learn to focus and hone in on the execution or their form. Basically, straight knees, pointed toes, good body position, all those things that make a routine really look polished. This holds true in elite gymnastics and especially in collegiate gymnastics, helping separate the teams around the country. I know this is one of the things that makes it hard for parents when they watch their kids compete. They think they do a wonderful job which they probably do, and then the score comes up and you wonder, why isn't it higher? The parents and sometimes the gymnasts are usually left wondering why. Well, let's go event by event with some examples and maybe this will help clarify things for you. Let's start on vault. The most important thing you wanna see is the athlete fly. That's how I think about it. If I take a step back and think of the big picture, what did the trajectory of the vault actually look like? Did it rise? Was it dynamic? Did it go far? Was the body shape maintained? When they landed, was it in control or were their arms waving everywhere? Was their chest at their knees? Did, Did the body shape, if it was supposed to be laid out, did they stay laid out the whole time? Was there too much power and they lost control coming out of it? All of those things matter. In compulsory, when kids are first learning handsprings, a lot of the time you'll see vaults that sort of look like a waterfall. They're on the horse for way too long, they arch off, and their legs usually come apart, they might have bent knees, they take a couple steps, they land in a deep squat. All those things matter. On a more micro level, I'm thinking about the execution. In collegiate gymnastics, were the legs together from the board onto the horse? Are, the, are they maintaining their legs together throughout the entirety of the vault? Were their arms straight when they blocked? Were they pushing through their shoulders? Again, what does the body shape look like? Are they snapping off the horse and maintaining a nice hollow body position or a tight tuck or pike, whatever shape they're going for? If they're doing bigger vaults like full twisting, Yurichenkos or souks, are especially in a tuck position, are their ankles together in that shape? Are they, are they getting the twist all the way around? Are they twisting early or are they twisting late? These are all things that we're looking for. And of course, don't forget the feet. The line runs all the way from the fingertips to the tippy toes. So you really wanna make sure your feet are pointed. Those things matter. One of the biggest deductions we can take on vault is for bending your arms on the table and for height. Right now, I wanna focus on the bent arms. The block, what gives you your height, should really be happening through your shoulders. Not only does bent arms reflect a lower score, it also impacts the, the second half of the vault in that post-flight trajectory. So it's really important to figure out how to block through your shoulders and not just sink and bend into your elbows. This, is, this comes down to good technique and good training. And I know it's not easy. I had a really hard time figuring out how to get the right block on my vault. In college, I competed a handspring front and I busted my butt week after week to try to figure out how to coordinate my heel drive from the board and the block through my shoulders to be able to get the height to make my handspring front really fly. Eventually I figured it out, but all the time I heard the same correction. And it wasn't that I didn't understand the correction, 
It was that I couldn't understand how to get my mind and my body to interpret that correction to make it happen physically while I did the vault. But eventually with practice it did. So be patient with yourself, repeat those corrections your coach tells you over and over, try to visualize it, and eventually I think you'll get there. Don't be so hard on yourself. These things take time to figure out. I'm going to move on to bars, but if you want to hear more about the things we look for on vault, let me know. You can comment on leotard.com because we post this podcast as a blog post, or you can email me, rebecca at leotard.com. We'd love to hear what you think. Going back to bars. When gymnasts perform on bars, we're looking for routines that swing. Release moves should be high and handstands need to hit a perfect vertical line. At least that's the expectation. Bars can be tough because it moves so fast. Understanding how the bar bounces and learning how to use use it for a better swing is so different from the other three events. I want to focus on the execution because that's what we're talking about here today. I find most people understand what bent knees look like. That's an easy one to grasp. Some of the harder things to notice are bent arms, especially in giants. Sometimes an athlete can swing her giants with so much dynamics and the routine is so impressive the bent elbows get overlooked. This is one of those details that parents might not necessarily understand when they see one kid score in the nines and another score in the eights. With compulsory routines, body shape matters a lot. We need to see tight body shapes in casts and tap swings. We want to see the gymnast show that stretched arch tight arch through the bottom of the tap swing and then the tap at the top so that you really get the sense that they're learning how to swing but also maintain shape. That's the trick to bars and that's why it's so tricky. Again, I know it's not easy but it's definitely something used to separate the good from the great. There's a lot we can continue to talk about but the last point I want to make are handstands. We are drilled as judges to look for a perfectly vertical handstand. The athlete has to be within 10 degrees to get full credit and no deductions for the angle of the handstand. There are other things that can be deducted, such as body shape, bent arms, legs apart. So, you know, don't just think of it as no deduction. But in terms of the angle, it has to be within 10 degrees of vertical. It's so important to figure out exactly where vertical is and how to control that. One of the analogies my coach used to give us was to think of it like shooting free throws in basketball. When you're learning how to control your shot and you want to make free throws every time, you have to practice shooting too hard and not shooting hard enough just to figure out where that middle spot is all the time. Same thing with handstands. Sometimes you have to cast too hard and sometimes you don't cast hard enough. Eventually, you learn what it feels like, again, pushing through your shoulders just like on vault to find that perfect cast handstand. Perfect vertical handstands hold true for other skills on bars as well. So when you're doing pirouette, when you're doing full twisting giants, Anything that lands in that where the expectation is that it lands in handstand needs to land in handstand. If that handstand happens or if the turn finishes late, those are all going to be deductions. And again, those are all used to separate the good routines from the great routines. I think that's the theme this week. What separates good from great? Now, I love judging bars and I could keep going, but for now, I want to move on to beam. Beam is such a beautiful and elegant event. Because it moves at a slower pace, it can be easier to spot the form errors. On beam, I'm going to focus on legs. I think there are two main areas of opportunity for athletes to improve their performance, on leaps and in back handsprings. First, let's discuss leaps. Your back leg still matters, even though you can't see it. Even if it's a little bit bent or loose, it's still a deduction, and it might throw you off if you're trying to make a connection into another jump or leap. I think this is something that can be corrected relatively easily. However, most 
athletes need to be constantly reminded by their coach saying the same thing over and over and over again. If your coach gets fed up saying the same correction over and over again, just keep saying it to yourself. Most likely, you still need to be reminded. And even if your leg is straight, it doesn't hurt to constantly keep thinking about it. A correction that stands out in my mind that helped me was to think about feeling the muscles in your legs squeezing. When your legs are straight, they're tight and you can feel the muscles being squeezed. You should feel them all the way through to your toes. You should feel the back of your Achilles pinching tight. You should feel your quads squeezing. And that's when you know your legs are straight. The same goes with back handsprings. If you can't feel your muscles, your legs probably are loose. The other thing that something that sometimes happens with back handsprings are athletes aren't fully using their feet. You need to completely push through your toes so that your legs are straight the instant they leave the beam. Sometimes if the gymnast isn't using her feet completely, you can see almost a kicking action through the knee. They jump backwards, the legs are bent or one leg is bent, and then it kicks straight. Sometimes this happens very quickly, so you have to really watch for it. Unfortunately, this is just another area for us to deduct. What do you think? Are these corrections you hear all the time or you've worked so hard to perfect your form that you don't hear it anymore? Let us know. Tag Life in a Leo on Instagram or tag Rebecca's mom, Leo, so we can see how things are going. We'd love to hear from you. And last but not least, floor. Floor was my favorite event as a gymnast. I competed floor in college and it was definitely my expertise. A lot of things that I've discussed on the other events are relevant to floor. You need to focus on body shapes. You need to think about straight arms and legs and stuck landings. All those things matter. But one of the things that I notice way too often on floor are athletes moving through their routine with flexed feet. This is where a bit of ballet training is really helpful. So many athletes run into their leap passes or dance or perform their dance with flexed feet. And as a judge, for me, it's a, it's one of those things that stands out, I think, it really elevates a routine when you can see that gorgeous toe point, toe point and that they really understand how to move through toe point. One of the prettiest floor performers to ever compete was Lilia Pokopayeva. She has the prettiest feet. She would dance out of her tumbling and her toes were immediately pointing from the ground. It also allowed her to do really cute things with her choreography and flex her feet because it was such a clear contrast to the rest of the routine where her toes were always pointed. Check out her 1996 floor routine from the Olympics. It's awesome. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you found this helpful. Let us know what you think. We would love to hear from you. Finally, rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and please tell your friends to listen. It really helps, and it really means a lot if you help spread the word. We want to share a quick update with you guys from an earlier podcast guest. Bailey McCabe from Episode 3 has verbally committed to the University of Arizona this week. Congrats, Bailey. That is so awesome. If you have a best thing in the gym you want to share with us, use the hashtag bestthingsinthegym or send us an email so we can read it on the show. You can reach me at Rebecca at leotard.com or you can post on Instagram and, like I said, use the hashtag bestthingsinthegym. To everyone competing in regionals this weekend, we hope you have an awesome week. If you aren't competing at regionals, but you're still competing, we hope you do great too. And to everyone else out there, keep practicing, work hard, and don't forget to point your toes. 